like I could do. Sliders are cool. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not going to mention any names, but somebody ate my fries the other day. Eat your fries, man. That's a fucking party file. So here's my rules on fries, man. Like if there's like fries in the bag, like not in the container, but in the bag, those are free fries. Yeah, okay. The ones those that fall out. Fries. The ones that fall out, those are free fries. Yep. The ones in the container are for whoever ordered them. So like, let's say you and I ordered some lunch, right? Right. 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 Someone re- went down and grabbed it for us and they came back and they're like, okay, what'd you get? Well, I got a burger and fries. And the other person got a burger. They didn't get fries. Like, okay. Okay. So then you go back and you're like, man, we're super busy. I'm going to eat like five minutes. I'm going to eat my burger and then I'll come back for my fries. Gotcha. And then you go back and your fries are gone. What do you do? Dude, that's, that's, that's party foul. You start slinging accusations is what you do. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you find out who it is, then you just berate them until they buy you fries. And then you take those fries and throw them in the trash. Oh, <laughs> Nice. That's classic. (laughs) Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hoyt. And Mike from Mile High Shooting. How is everyone doing? Hopefully everybody is still safe and taking care of themselves. Being clean and social distancing, the word of 2020. I've already washed my hands of 2020, dude. We're halfway through and all kinds of crazy shit's going on. I'm done with it. Dude, I took a bath yesterday. Took a bath? Well, shower, but you know what I mean. Do I do I need another one? No. no, I mean you're not going out and doing all kinds of crazy shit, right? No, no. Although yeah, you know, you're just as clean as most of the people out there. So who gives a shit? Totally, totally. And and you know what? I I I I'm digging I'm digging the social distancing. I like the fact that you know I don't have to really like shake hands with people and do this. I yes. can kind of all right. I'm digging that. <laughs> but you know best. you know what I hate though. Every person wa- person walking in my neighborhood now wants to make eye contact and talk to me. Really? I don't talk to my neighbors, man. Dude, I, I, I'll i throw a wave like, you know, because I got a bunch of neighbors across the street and one and then. Probably because the guy- they think you're a prepper. Like no. they just want to kind of get in on the ground level now, because like if you go to any store, I did this like a week after everything kicked off. I was like, dude, I need a freezer. And I went to about three different stores freezers are gone yeah dude. they said freezers gone. were gone i kim, was like well, really really fucking freezers guys come on kim's been bugging me about a freezer because we we don't have one and she keeps we always had a freezer always had it and i'm like uh, yeah i'm not into it man i mean we are our, our freezers full right now just because of what's going on but right. i'm not i'm not into going well, out Well, you don't really have a choice i mean like dude we we've been ordering from uh from the walmart um delivery thing mm-hmm and we'll spend like 350 bucks a whack, but then they're like, oh yeah, we're out of about 150 bucks of the shit that you need. Right. So we got to go out and get it anyways. Yeah. Now we just been going, we went to the grocery store yesterday. Um, it wasn't as bad. I, dude, we had this. Okay. So I, I mentioned it on the site. So I go to the grocery store and there's this young 20-something girl. She's not a meth addict tweaker. She's ju- she looks Well, no- how do you know? She's got a mask on. Right. Yeah, but her eyes look normal. She looked fine. She I mean, she looked <laughs> she was she was dressed nice. Till that mask comes off. Right, right. Yeah. Then you got to turn the lights off. It's it's not the face UF, but the F you face. Remember that. <laughs> um <That's right>. yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> 
<laughs> but so I didn't want to say the real way because there might be kids mm-hmm. listening. But anyway, so but she looked normal. Dude, she was running away from people. If like we went down the aisle and she was in that aisle, and you know how you're doing the grocery store route, you you, you go up and down your aisles, and you always run. Yeah, they into, got arrows on the ground now. Not not in ours. We didn't have an arrow, but you know how you didn't have arrows. No, in okay. normal cases, when you're before all this crap, you go to the grocery store and you're always kind of keeping pace with the same people. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, if because you, because you have a route. Right. Right. Yeah. So I'm on my route. This girl is freaking out. And like Kim's not paying attention, but I got like hyper ears on. You know, I'm like in, in, in combat mode in the grocery store. Yeah, you got it. Dude, situational awareness is doubled for us who haven't had to really use a lot of situational awareness lately. Like it, it, there is definitely a height of uh, a peak, if you will, of, of situational awareness going on. Out yes. There. So I'm seeing this, should be. seeing this girl like act a fool and run away. And so I, I turned the corner into the aisle and of course they still have the grocery stores. I mean, we got to fundamentally change a bunch of shit. And, um, but I turned the corner, of course it's blind cause they got crap everywhere. And, and when I turn, I'm like five yards from her. She sees me, her eyes get big. She turns around and she runs out the aisle the other way. So then five yards is a pretty good distance. Yeah, dude, she was down there, man. And so then I'm going to Kim. I'm like, look at this girl. She's just running away and going. And she was literally going into corners to avoid people. So there's this part of customer service and like they had it blocked off, but then there was another spot. So it was this weird kind of area where they were blocking certain things so you couldn't cut through but it created like little cubbies that were like protected like little coves right so i'm turning i'm going i'm coming out of an aisle safe spaces yes safe space (laughs) exactly so i'm coming out of the aisle i'm going to take a turn and i see her she's tucked into the safe space and i go what the fuck so now I go like Kim. So I get in the little aisle. Girl, yeah. Little girl, are you okay? Well, I said to Kim, like, we get in the next aisle. And I go, man, did you see that girl? The one that's been running around crazy's tucked into a spot over there. Kim's like, no, what are you? Because she saw her moving quickly, but she's like, no. I said, dude, go look, go look. She, she goes down, she gets out the end. She goes, look, she can't find the girl. She's looking and looking and looking. All of a sudden, she looks into this cove and she sees her. And she's I'm like, I mean, Kim's you know, not like us at all. And she was like, what the fuck? Right. You know what I mean? She's the opposite of that. But even her, she was like, dude, that's not right. So yeah, people are weirded out, man. You just got to be smart. You got to go out and do your thing. I mean, the masks, I think the masks are lame, but what are we going to do? We got to wear them. She's making cool masks for everybody. Like she's been making masks for the whole family, but I, I just think it's, it, you know, it is what it is. I like, I like the fact we get to go to our range and there's nobody out there and we can do what we want. Yeah. Yeah. We can just you know, go shoot and do, you know, do whatever. And dude, we could go out there and hug if we wanted to. We and could. nobody could say anything. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So um, other than that, uh, I want to talk about because I, I came in this week, picked up the AT and everything. Uh, so I've been yep. talking about that, putting that stuff in. I ended up. I installed the um, – because we, we talked about – I had to put a bunch of stuff on it. So we installed the real – Yeah, you came in. You're like, what do I need for my AT? And I was like, oh, shit, son. You got one of these Anarchy Outdoor joints? That was cool. Um yep, that I, worked out. Uh, the spigot mount. So I'm a spigot mount fan, okay? I like the 
AI, the original spigot mount. I think it's easy. It's simple, but I agree. It's too loose. It's not, it's not machine tight enough. I don't think personally. No, they're not. It's, yeah, they, there's so much play. Even when you throw a so uh, Atlas makes a part it's called a BT19. A BT19 you throw on the front. A lot of them are attached to bipods, and most of the bipods that we sell, there's still a little bit of a gap, and they're not perfect for every single gun. So I think Anarchy Outdoors came to the market with a better solution. And so I grabbed that one because I agree the slop is there. I don't like it. So now Anarchy, what this does is it replaces that spigot mount. So what you do is there's two giant roll pins in there. They're like almost a full-size roll pin when you have your punch kit. Um, I don't know the sizes off the top of my head. So you no, put, I don't either. You, you, I just know when you take the front skins off, you can access all this stuff. Yes. So I punched out the two roll pins. <laughs> I removed the spigot mount, and then the anarchy goes right in there so there's nothing to loosen up. You roll pin right back in, and I played with it a little bit because— And it, it's tight. Yes, it's super tight. So it's a Arca slash, it's got a mounting where if you wanted to put a pick rail, is that, it's probably M-Lock, is it? So they have, um, they have the Arca one and then they have a separate pick one as well. Okay. But this, the one you guys gave me, the Arca one has the slots in it. Yeah. It's got some slots in it. Yeah. Right. I think you, I, th I think you might be able to, um, rig up some, some M-Lock in there. Yes. If, so, you need, if you need to. Right. But you don't. I mean, it, it either or. So I played with it both sides because if you put it in the way they show it, it puts it super close to the barrel, which no drama there. I just wanted to see how it went. So then I. Well, it pushes it out further than the normal um, spigot as well, I think. Yes. So I wanted to see if it almost lined up because I also put the really right stuff arc attachment underneath in the um, in the key slots. So uh, it has, I have that. Yeah, you put the, the really right stuff, uh, what was it, the BAT2? <laughs> You're on numbers and shit. Yeah, I have no Dude, idea. Dude, I'm on it, man. I'm on it today. I was uh, I was surfing Facebook and someone was like, what accuracy international magazine is this? I was like, that's an AX short action mag 6677. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Send. Right, right. <laughs> so so I, I put all that stuff on there, mounted it up. I put my Thunder Beast on with it, and, and I bought the mount. What's the mount that I bought um, there, too? Because the, you had one in stock, the Arca, the Pick Rail Arca Really Right. Oh, the BT Pro. There yeah, you go. The, B, uh, the BTC Pro, uh, the Really Right stuff. Adaptation to the uh, the V8 bipods or the BT46, the BT, what is it, 65, and all that other stuff. There, there was a pile of these, there was a bag of these, or <coughs> bags of these parts on Randy's desk. And I'm like, hey, I need that. And I took it off his desk and he wasn't there. Yeah, I, I was like, here you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if he needed <laughs> yeah, that, that or if it was the only one, but I, I saw it and I'm like. Nah, hey. it's just there. It was on my side of his desk, so it's, it's free game. Yeah, yeah, so I took it and I was like, I need that. <laughs> So I put all this stuff together. I set up my stocks, and then I did a um I did a lot of scope moving. So I have all my uh the zero compromise came back. I got my. I was going to ask you what scopes you're using and which uh, which guns are you putting them on. Okay, so here's we, we kind of had a conversation before this call. I just didn't get an opportunity to ask you anything. So here's what I did. I was putting together all <clears throat> my AIs really for the new year. I did two things. I took my AX. And I kind of played with that one and set it up a little bit different, uh, uh, changed some things. Yeah, the Tan AX, my original, uh, or it's not, it's actually my second one. Um, but whatever the new one it model it is, I think it's a 15 or 16. So then I took that. Oh, the Mark II, yeah, the, yeah. the post-2014. Yes, yeah. it is. Um, so then I took that guy, and I, I had 
the zero compromise four to 20 on that. Uh, that's what's on the cover of the book and the whole thing and all that crap. Book I, came out good, dude. Thanks for that signed copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you flip through it a little bit? I did. I flipped through it. Um, I get home and I just get freaking onslaughted, so I haven't had a chance to read. Um, but I haven't had a chance to look through it and everything. It's uh, panning out to be a good story, dude. Yeah, it's a picture book, man. It's good. Yeah, I like pictures. I actually thought I had more pictures. And they're of- black and white, so I can color them. Yes, I, 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 um, I thought I had more pictures of you in there, but I only saw one of you just basically flipping through. But there should be more than one. I know I had two. It was down on Warren Sawatch at uh, Mill Creek. Yeah. I was, shooting a, I was shooting a match, and you stopped in to take some pictures and stuff. And I, I think you came on uh, either Saturday or Sunday or something. Saturday, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I came down Saturday. Saturday. So Showing off your sexy little calves. Yes. Yeah, I had shorts on probably, huh? Sure, I've been down. <laughs> you did. Um, so... <laughs> I, I, I took that of uh, the five to 27 zero compromise and I sent it back to Jeff Uber and he replaced my impact two reticle with an impact three more and more. I'm digging that impact three dude. impact three rocks. And so I can't keep them in stock. I, they just I, go, man. They're just so they're so intuitive, man. Like when I first started shooting this, I was shooting a, uh, an AX with a, uh, with an H2 CMR. So it brings me kind of back to that. Like, what have I learned since? And now I'm going back to it and I look at it. I'm just like, yeah, it's like nostalgic for me, you know? Nice. Yeah. So I took that five to 27. I put that guy on the AX. Then I took, um, the four to 20 that I had on the AX and I put that guy on my Valkyrie. Okay. And then I took, and I took, the other four to twenty-seven. I just got an, or not four to uh, four to twenty, rather. Four I to took 20. yeah, because yep. I have two four to twenties and one five to twenty-seven. So one four to twenty is on my Valkyrie. That one might go to my Voodoo twenty-two because it's got a really good, nice focus close in. I can I can focus super close, so I dig it. But I might take that off the Valkyrie and put it on my Voodoo. But right now it's on the Valkyrie because it's on the you know twenty-two on the twenty-two on the twenty-two. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that Zero Compromise is really going to shine on that Valkyrie. Yeah. I shot a, a 4, to, uh, 4 to 18, 4 to 16, 4 to 16 on a, uh, on a, that match that we had where I was shooting that Valkyrie. Yes. And it was perfect. It, it, obviously, it did really well, and I felt really comfortable behind it. I didn't need so much, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge power whore. No, like, me If neither. I have it, I'll, I'll use it for, from time to time. Maybe, like, when I zero or if I'm trying to um, – really resolve something for somebody else. But aside from that, I, I typically stay in the lower power ranges. So I think that 4 to 20 would do really well on that 224. No, totally. And what I did is my, like my other Valkyrie, the JP Valkyrie, though semi-auto, has a Schmidt 5 to 20 on it. So pretty similar, right? 5 to 20, 4 to 20. So yeah, I, I may play that game with them. But anyway, so I moved... So I have this four to twenty that was on, uh, there, and I put that. And you have an older Schmidt, don't you? Oh, I have a bunch. Of, yeah, I have. Uh, I put that the on the older ones. Not nothing within the last couple of years, yes. I don't think. Um, no, I have like my three to twelve. My original old three to twelve is actually on that uh, barreled action you guys just did. The one I picked up in the Kdex chassis. Yeah, I put that. You guys did a, a left hand gain twist on that Bagara action I had that was in a Kdex Bagara years ago. I did a Bagara uh, build. I had a Kdex chassis and I sent it to Bagara. Bagara did a barreled action in three hundred eight, 
and um, put it in this Kdex. Well, I was barely shooting, and it was a lighter profile barrel. It was it was more of a, a very light varmint type, mm-hmm. and I never shot it. So I'm like, I don't shoot this friggin' thing. So what I did is I had you guys rebarrel it to a left hand gate. Up. Yep, uh, Creedmoor, and I ended up putting. <clears throat> did a, you do a six or a six five? I can't remember. Six five. That's a six. six I should have done six with that, but I did a six five, a little shorter, a little handier. Um, it almost looks like if any of you guys saw my world record video with the green Kdex with the eighteen inch barrel, this mm. one this one is very similar now, and it's just a tan Kdex with a left hand gain twist. And I put the Schmidt, the old three to twelve. Uh, Schmidt on it, so that that's where I put that one. So I do have a lot of older Schmidts. Um, and, I think those are the better ones, personally. Yes, and it's I, a, it's I, a double turn. It was a gold, yeah. It was a gold standard, you know, back then, and I think it still is. Um, for that time frame. Yep, totally. So I did that, and then I put this off. Like I said, I have the really right stuff. Uh, four to twenty zero compromise on the AT now. I'm contemplating, I, you know, I want to play with that barrel because I just, when I got it home, I mounted the um, the uh, Thunder Beast uh, brake on it so I could put my Ultra 7 on there. Mm-hmm. I might, Are we allowed to talk about the Bartland carbon fiber nowadays? Yes, we can, and that's okay. what I got here. So I, the Bartland carbon fiber's out. <laughs> I got that guy, and I was thinking of putting that on the AT and running it that way. Um, for right now, um, doing the six Creed more versus the six five Creed in the in the uh, in the um, AT, so I may end up doing that. I I, I hadn't decided if I'm going to put the carbon fiber barrel on the AT or on the AX. You well, know, shit, dude, you can put them on either one. Right, I could do whatever I want. And, and, yeah, and, if that barrel shoots really good on your AT, swap it to your AX and see if it does the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this this is from a good lot. I know. All the barrels that came out of this lot have been shooting fantastic. Uh, Frank Green is on Sniper's Hide. They're talking about it, and he's been posting pictures from these batch of barrels they did, and and they're just they're just one hole in it. So I'm well, again. I'm, you're you're talking about another gold standard company. Yeah, I would I would take a Bartlin over a Prefit any day. So I did all that, and then <laughs> and to make me even more so. So remember the. The 260 you did years ago in the AX chassis, that's uh, uh-huh. de- that the Desert Camouflage? Yeah. Yeah. So I had taken that rifle all apart, and I used that barrel action for a um, KRG Bravo thing. I was doing a Bravo video and all this other stuff. And so I had it all taken apart. Well, I had my long rifles uh, 6547 in a... In a um, in an older legacy chassis, old old AT or not even an AW legacy chassis, um, AIC like an old two point or yeah, 1.0 legacy, yeah, old okay. 2.0. So I ended up. Taking, so you have the feel of an AW, just not an AW, right? And so I put yep. I put that six forty seven. That's when I bought all that six forty seven ammo. Yep. Yep. So I put that barreled action in the AX chassis. I threw the Vortex AMG on it. And so I set that guy all up so I can do and play with some stuff. The problem, I the problem with that mousing field 
is it was seracoded and and it, to me it's tight. So I wanted to play with. That's uh, because you're not really supposed to seracode. No, those. I know, and I hate it because it, it's like it kill, it drives me nuts. Like I, if you if you prep the inside and tape it all off and then shoot the outside, you're fine. And and as long as you stay off that little kind of that uh, that bolt locking bar, as long as you stay off of that thing, and they didn't just yeah that. And I think even Mousingfield will tell tell you that you, you shouldn't really be doing that. Well, this this was, is for everybody else. This is not for you. I, you're going to do whatever. The fuck well, you but want. this was here's the and deal. I've painted. I've painted. I've painted. You know, Mousingfields before, but you know, uh, knowing that information is definitely helpful because, like, it, you go from like a surgeon. Let's say you get a surgeon where they intentionally put slop in there because they know that you're going to paint it. They know that you're going to coat it because when they send it to you, they send it to you raw. So, you know, you, you do what you can and everything should run smoothly, but when you're dealing with, you know, uh, you know, precision machine mousing field, um, it is going to be a little bit tighter because you can't mimic the tolerances of the coating that they do with Cerakote because a lot of guys are heavy handed when it comes to that just because yeah. they want to make it look right and feel right and everything like that. So what we ended up doing, um, years ago, this is, I, I don't know, probably like four or five years ago what we ended up doing when we were prepping actions um, cause I was doing all the Cerakote at that time. And um, what we would do is instead of Cerakoting, cause we were Cerakoting the bolts we were Cerakoting the actions. We started parkerizing the bolts, throwing some goo on it and it made it run really, really smooth. So that really helped out for us. So anybody looking at Cerakoting something, park the bolt, Cerakote the yeah, action. Or, or DLC, I would rather. I almost asked Ted. Yeah, DLC is really good too, but it just depends on how you want to match it to the gun. Right. So, well, and that's, I mean, this, it's, this it's was all a, about looks too. This was a Gen 1, like the first month that the mousing <coughs> field came out. So yeah, the, those the, are really tight. Right. So it was like super tight, and I hated it because it's so damn tight. I actually, at SHOT Show, right after I did it, and, and I didn't do it. It kind of came to me this way. It wasn't like I said, hey, Cerakoted. It was just how they did it. So I had said to Ted, I, I was like, I want another bolt that I could just DLC or something and put in there so the bolt's not Cerakoted, you know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to swap it. But I, I figured I ordered up on Amazon a bunch of gun butter. And I may I may do a little, like, paste and stuff and, and try to knock down that bar and play with it a little bit. Um, That'll help. I mean, another thing you can do if if your gun will take it is you know just leave the bolt open on our range for a little bit and then just let the sand go and run the sand through it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I I was gonna shoot the snot out of it to try to loosen it up a little bit, and so it's because part of the problem, and this goes to sort of the bipods and the things in Canton we were talking about, is it's so hard to cam over that you pull the whole rifle over. So when you're, yes. so this is the thing to look at is when you're running the rifles and you're looking at these actions, you want to be able to close the action. Like think about your bipod this way, loosen your bipod all the way and, and dry fire your rifle full blown. Don't just lift the bolt up and open and close, run it like you're actually running the bolt on a live round and see if you're pulling the rifle over. Cause that's where your can't is coming from. You know, yeah, you're going to pull it two ways and then right. trying to center it is going to be a lot tougher. So, so that's where you throw in all that extra <clears throat> movement, you know, because what happens is, is the, is the bolts are sticky and then I, I, I go to close the bolt and it pulls the rifle over and, and you think about it. You're lifting the bolt and it's a heavy lift and hard to get up because it's tight. So now I, I push the, I'm pushing the action all the way to the left. 
Then I'm running it, and when I go to pull it, I pull it down to the right, and so now I have to go and, and readjust for every single shot. And that's where the part of the problem comes in with guys. So that's yeah. – I'm, I'm, Those bolts will get sticky, especially when they heat up. You're outside. You're, you know, you're shooting your gun. Your gun's going to heat up. Your, bolt, your action's going to heat up. Yeah. Your bolt's going to heat up, all that stuff. And then it starts to bind. All that, all that coating starts to come off, and it starts you – know, it gets really malleable and starts to – it, not necessarily flake, but it'll it'll you know drive uh, a little bit differently. So yeah, so my my goal is to work my damn mousing field through. That's why I bought a case of friggin' ammo um, to to work the mousing field there to try to get that tuned up a little bit. I mean, it's a nice rifle. It's accurate as shit. It's got a long, th- nice barrel. Mm-hmm. I dig I dig the whole deal. It's just a tight throw. You know, maybe it might even be worth to send it to like a Chad Dixon and have him just kind of tweak on it or something. But I don't know. Um, he did it, you know, so have those guys kind of work on it and try to loosen it up a little. But I think I can rub it down a little and then gun butter it up and get it smoother. Yeah, or you can or you can blast it off and start fresh. You yeah. know what I mean? Just the bolt. Just the bolt. Of, you know, That's yeah, all just it needs the bolt. is the bolt. Um, yeah, if you, if you got the bolt kind of... Um, like blast it off and cleaned up and everything like that. And then, uh, put a coating on that. Like I considered honestly, uh, sending off my bolt to, uh, to get a DLC, like you were just saying for my AI, mm-hmm. just cause, you know, just cause we can, I mean, if I wanted to, why not? But yeah. And I haven't because it runs smoothly enough where I don't have to worry about that. And I don't care. Honestly, I don't care about finish on a gun. Because, like, you've seen my barrels. I go through barrels. I don't get them coated. I don't give a shit. When my gun gets dinged up, I don't try to fix it. I don't try to, like, make it look all sexy. It, it, it has scars. It's used. It does what it does. You yeah, know? yeah. So. Well, mine's all the same way. You see them. They just get tossed in the back of the truck and forget. Yeah, they do. Nobody With, like, cares. no regard. Yeah. <laughs> no regard. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're so used to using other people's equipment. You're like, eh, hey, fuck it. Throw it in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, or this. <laughs> I mean, you end up getting stuff, and, and, and I'm not technically it's to me it's a hammer you know what i mean a wrench it's like my dad with his freaking snap on you're not emotionally invested in it and it's it's like if i beat it up and it gets dinged up it's like who cares i mean down the way i can always call a you know uh brandon at custom gun coating and have him do a camouflage or have you guys or whatever you know what i mean if it's beat up that bad you could just go freaking you know sand it down like you said and repaint it yeah and a lot of times it's not even to come down to that it's going to come down to am i trying to get rid of this gun and get some money for it Maybe I'll try to dress it up a little bit, but me, I'm like, hey, I don't care. Oh, dude. It'll get, it'll you, get beat up. You know what I, I got? And this has nothing to do with you guys or anything, but it weird. I saw fucking um, a bent stock out of Canada. Guy got a brand new AX from some company mm-hmm. in Canada. And he's like, hey, my butt pad, or he goes, my cheek piece is, is all crooked and blah, blah. I'm like. Your cheek piece is crooked, dude. I, it must have been a transit thing because it's bent right behind the hinge. So it doesn't surprise me, man. I see those guns come out of boxes all the time. It's a, it's the freaking mail system. Yeah. Man. So they don't care. They're like, yeah, oh, ten thousand dollar package. They don't know it's ten thousand dollars. They just throw it in their truck. Man. Well, so the dude wrote me and he's like, he goes, hey, my 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 cheek piece is all. And I said, well, there's screws. You know, you can adjust that and slide it. The cheek piece is movable a little bit, not a lot. But, so I'm looking at, and he had a tight, tight picture. So I'm like, that doesn't look like the cheek is off. So I said, dude, take a picture of it, like, against the plain wall. Like, stand the bipod on a wall for me. I need to see it long ways. And, and when I looked at it, I went, dude, the stock is bent. 
how the hell did that happen? And I, it was weird, man. It was it was the first time I've ever, ever, ever. And it like I said, it's bent behind the hinge where the screw goes in. The only time I'd ever seen that is um, we got we had a, a gun in an armorer's course that had been run over, and they re- you know they checked zero on it and everything was fine. The shooter was still able to shoot. And then we finally took the skins off of it and the chassis was bent because they fucking ran it over with a truck. Yeah. And, but the gun did everything it was supposed to do. It just continued doing that because that's how they're made. Well, I I just, so yeah, the, the only thing I can think of is (laughs) they fucking ran it over and then delivered it. I don't know. Something. Well, you can almost see it, but yeah, it's, it's, it was so subtle, but it was there. And, mm-hmm. and it was brand new out of the box. And I'm like, dude, and it was Canada. So I, I was just like, it, you know, I, it took about four pictures. I'm like, nah, something's wrong. Something's what, what, what? And then I went, wait a minute, give me a full length. And I'm like, ah, oh, dude, look right there. You could yeah, see. Yeah, take the picture from the top. Yes, that's what like I had him do. From the top side, yeah. Yep, that's exactly <clears throat> what I had him do. Because- you can see it like a bow in it or something it was weird but anyway so i thought that was strange but yeah just been doing maintenance stuff you know what i mean this has been good time to kind of maintenance everything play around reset everything up go through you know look at look at the equipment i should now i should spend a day like when the weather's been a little sketchy like we've had it that i need to go Mm. and clean everything and just go clean it all once you know Um, yeah that's something i'm really bad about too man i just go from gun to gun and i never really clean anything and in in it's not like clean the barrel, but I think I may do that. I may do an assembly line cleanage. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I got those those rods from you guys. The, the in um because I the did fix it stick. Yeah, those are a nice yeah. rod set. I mean, I know they're similar to um Brian Sains, and and he mm-hmm. had drama with that. Um, uh, but the physics sticks is different. It's the same, but different. They they're they come off. They're adjustable. You can unscrew. You could change the 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 brass. Yeah, part. you can change the bushings. Yeah, and stuff. the bushings change yep. out. So I mean, I have both, but the thing is, is my Brian kit is thirty cal only, and this kit will go down to twenty two. So right, to because me, they made the rod smaller and the bu- uh, the bushings bigger. Yes, and so that I think is 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 a cool way. I mean, I I, I don't think. I mean, here's the thing in in in. in you know, Brian's stuff's good. Everything's great. I dig Brian's kit. It's in my car. He sh- yeah, I have he, the same one. Right. Yep. He needs to do, he needs to go to the next level with stuff. You know what I mean? He, 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 he should have moved quicker, faster forward on that guy and made multiple kits. I know he comes from the LE side of things and you guys sell Brian's kits, don't you? Cause you put them in LE yeah, packages. We have them. Yeah. yeah, we have them. The, the thing about that, I mean, like how many hours in the day do you really have? Yeah, I can understand. Like, hey, man, we got this great kit. It's like, okay, we'll do this, this, and this. Well, I'm still doing my day job. Yeah, let me, exactly. I mean, <laughs> let me work this out. You know? Yeah, it, it it is totally easy to say. I, I do uh, like his kit. Are there other kits out there? Yeah. Um, I think they they take that same design that he had, and they're like, okay, well, why don't we do it this way? And we can improve it, you know, but that's their full-time job is the Monday morning quarterback, that stuff. Yes. And, and honestly, like talking cleaning and stuff and getting this, I, it, it bit me that I did. I mean, I had Brian's kit in my car. Everything was there, but I'm on the range the other day and I needed a rod and I didn't have any rods out there. I was like, fuck, you know, cause I'm so used to carrying boar snakes 
Because if I'm going to mm-hmm. do anything, I'll just boar snake it. You know what I mean? Yeah, just boar snake it real quick and yeah, get back on the fight. I'm a happy yeah. camper. I'm a happy camper with a boar snake. So then oh, I, yeah. I had a piece of brass stuck in a in a in my uh, chamber. And you need a drop rod. Yep. And I was like, fuck. And all I had was thirty cal, and it was a six. Mm. It was a six five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that ain't gonna work. So that, that's when I, as soon as I came in, and I I, I went on a shopping spree. I went on a thousand dollar shopping spree at Mile High the other day, and um. I, I needed rods, so I wanted a portable rod kit that will go down, and this kit goes to 22 to 30 cal, covers me all the way through. It's small, it's light, it's adaptable. I dig it. Like I said, I have— Yeah, you could literally put it in your front pocket and not even know it's there. It's 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 a pretty small kit. Yes, and it's rods. And and the thing is, mm-hmm. is it, and the only drama is we, we've moved so far away from shooting 30 cals— that were in the six and six millimeters is is I need that smaller rods, right? You know, but it's good kits, man. I'm digging it. Yeah. So I think it doesn't do you any benefit to take your thirty cal and you know take it to a machinist and turn it down and stuff. You're more into that kit than you would be if you just would have bought one. Yeah, um, but but I like I said, I think it's a great like where I would see that that kit working really well would be like the PSR kit. You know, remember like the PSR package had the cleaning mm-hmm. kit in it. Even the ASR kit. Yeah, the yeah, ASR. Stuff. Right. I think that, that would be a, uh, they have a kit in the, not, I didn't see one in the PSR, but I definitely saw one in the ASR. They have a fix it stick kit in there. Do they? Nice. And see, I think the yeah. rods are nice. I think Brian's kit for, <clears throat> for the military one would be a better than the kit they had, mm-hmm. you know, rod kit wise. Um, but yeah. yeah, you guys got the, so when I came in on my shopping spree, you guys were schooling up on the ASRs because they're in what are their ASSR right? So the AXSR, the AXSR is their newest rifle. They're Mark Three, basically. Okay, so you guys were all spooling up on that guy, and we were going, you or you guys were going over it, but you were saying how it's lighter than the MC, how it all, and I really like the machining improvements that they did on the um chassis. You know, yeah. the, the Arca stuff, they got rid of the extra plate and they just put the Arca and built it in so you don't even have to do that plastic plate over it now. It's just machined in. Um, well, I- when you look at the AXSR versus any of the AX series rifles, it's a completely different rifle. It's not the same rifle. And like a lot of people think it's aesthetics that have changed it. They're like, oh, the chassis is different. The action's the same. No, it's not. There's the only thing that's the same on that rifle from the other AXs is the barrel. That's really? it. Yeah. That is, that is the only thing that's the same. Um, it does the same mission, but it's a different yeah. rifle. Exactly. They've yeah. taken basically an AX and dumped six years of technology into it. And now you have, you know, a rifle where you have paid, let's say on an AX, if you bought it brand new and you paid 8,700 bucks, well, now you have an AXSR with six years of, um, technology dumped into it and now you're paying 8900 bucks so it's only a $200 difference and you're getting more features yeah so it's kind of to me it's kind of a no brainer it's it's lighter it's got the better I like what like I said I like what they did machining the, the into the chassis now which is which is again that that sort of you know MPA and all that you're saying six years of technology that's one of the benefits now they don't yeah, have to do absolutely. extra parts. They machine it into it. So that was cool. They modified that stock where it's no longer sort of a triangle. It's more of a, a drop leg. So it's open. It is, and that, and that hinge is reversible. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. 
Yep, that hinge is reversible. If you look inside the, if you look at the action itself, the like where the how the trigger hangs, it's got the traditional the two bolts that hold the trigger in, but it's got another cross bolt across the top. So if those other two bolts start to loosen up a little bit, you still have a hanging trigger. Gotcha. And then on the uh, if we're talking internals on it, um, it's actually a, 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 a touch shorter in the bolt face. So if you look at the actual bolt itself, not the bolt body, but the bolt, the bolt is shorter. The travel, the, the ramp and everything else and in the internals of it is shorter. Plus, it has 70 more percent lockup on the bolt itself with um, gas ports. So if you do have an overpressure or something like that, you have some type of, you know, uncommon overpressure because everybody wants to run their little speedy, sexy, little fast bullets and everything. Um, but their charge weights, they're up in their charge weights, right? So they put um, kind of like how they had on the AX or the AW or the AX50. I think they had it on the AW50 as well. Yeah, it was on the AW50. But the relief ports that are up front. So, you you know, if you do have an overpressure situation, it will pop there and it won't go back to the shooter. Yeah. So, they so all- there's a lot of good things. And I think having that shorter bolt and, and um, shorter ramp and, and, you know, shorter time to load, it's going to do really well when you convert it down to the short action rounds. And it's small firing pins, so you won't have the it drama. It is small firing pin across the board, yep. Right, right. So, so even you- the long actions are small firing pin. Yep. And so that's a nice little deal because you do get a lot of guys that do the one rifle. You know, I want one rifle that'll do everything. And this guy gets them from those six millimeters all the way up to 338. And so they, they want to run those really small calibers reliably in the long, big act. You know, you're talking a big yeah. military sniper rifle. This is the combat rifle. You know, the, the long action MC is really the combat rifle. You know what right. I mean? And so they want to run Creedmoors and things <clears throat> in a combat rifle. And, and you know, they're piercing primers and doing stuff. They, like- they've made it more feasible with the yes. AXSR. Yes. They've... they've- They've knocked it out of the park and they've given you the one gun, you know, the one gun to rule them all Right. is, is this gun. This gun is the one for the foreseeable future is going to be their flagship gun just because it can do all those things. And it can do all those things really well. We always talk about, you have a piece of equipment that can do two things, but does it do those two things really well? That's questionable, especially when we're talking about electronics. This mechanically does everything really well. Yeah. And they've taken everything they've been doing for the last 30 years and implemented it into this. Like some people are going to be like, well, the firing system is different or the, uh, the safety system. It yeah, is. it is. But it's not anything different that they haven't done for the last 20 years. Just on the other guns. Exactly. Cause there so are- they've taken that and put it, they, they're like, oh, you guys need something more like an AR switch. Shit, dude, we've been doing that for fucking 30 years. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think even doesn't. Didn't the semi-auto have the same safety as the SR does now? I think the the one that can't come in the U.S. I that, that fit- I have not put my hands on that the uh, the AS fifty. Yeah, the AS fifty. I, I almost want to say the safety's similar on that guy. Um, it wouldn't surprise me because it's the same on the AW, like the old uh, the uh, what L ninety six. Yeah, the L ninety six, the AX fifty. All of them have that safety system, and there has never been a problem. I mean, you're talking about oh, oh and. The action, the the barreled action is not bonded to this chassis. Oh, it's not? It is not. Oh, nice. It is not bonded, so you can lift it out. Well, there you go. So, So, there's, like I said, there's just a lot of different things, man. They scallop so much off this gun that you're saving saving roughly about a pound. Uh, You know, 
uh, is it is it 12 ounces 16 ounces uh it's it's about a pound is what you what you've cut off of it which, so it does seem a little bit lighter which i mean it's right in that ballpark of uh the short action ones right. so like you have the benefits of everything and really the drawbacks of nothing well and and again the, now weights kind of other than you know if you're walking and hiking with it but weights become a moot point because of weight systems and you know when guys it fluctuates are, yeah, every year when guys yeah. doing a 20 something pound 6 millimeter you can't bitch about weight well you got somebody who writes an article and they're like the perfect the perfect poundage is 29 pounds and then another guy writes another article the perfect poundage is 12 pounds the perfect poundage is it, it weight doesn't mean shit anymore not well, like it used to. Well, that's why I I wanted to the the one of the only like there's like maybe three reasons I wrote a book. Okay, one of them was just so I can say, but in my book it says, so because you can't argue with me. But in the book it says, <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm just I'm just gonna I put it on paper yeah, yeah. so you can't argue with me physically. Yes. <laughs> well, dude, we, we, it went, we, where's that written, Frank? We, where's it written? In my book, it's written. In my book, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to be able to go to be shut him right down. It'd be like, whoa, so-and-so said this. Yeah, but in my book. Yeah, but let me cite myself mm-hmm. for just one second. On, on, on page 239, it says, what does 239 say? I don't even know. Uh, where's my book? Uh, wait, I got a copy over here. Maybe I can reach. <laughs> I can go. <laughs> I have a fourth reason is because you're vain. Yeah, that's that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's vanity that drove me to this. Yes. Is it, you know, see, it says on, on page 239, I say I use it as a weather gauge. Boom. Yeah. Can't argue with me now. Yeah, I can't argue. <laughs> it's done. That, that's a new point. That shit's been published. Yep. I'm published, man. So now you can't argue because it, it, it used to drive me so much. But it says it's like, yeah, just because they repeated it in a book. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right. And now you're using that excuse. <laughs> well, in this book, whatever yeah. book you, you read before 2020 mm-hmm. is fucking null and void now. Well, dude, if you go to Precision Rifle Marksmanship on page 237, it says. <laughs> right. <laughs> So that that's, that's I may I may have to I'm gonna read that from cover to cover and then I'm going to cite that book in a lot of the uh, college classes that I'm doing. Nice, nice. Yes, just because I gotta I gotta reference something, I might as well reference that, right? Um, it, although I will say I've already found like it, like just flipping through it, and I haven't read it. Read it. I honestly still have not read my own book cover to cover. Like completed. Well, you, you fucking wrote it. So. Right, but, yeah, but I, it, but I still found mistakes in it. I found a mistake, and I was like, "Fuck!" There's a word. There's always gonna, yeah. yeah. There's always gonna. You be know what mistakes, it was though? though? Like when you read it out loud, it sounds way different than when you read it in your head or say it. Yeah, there was a word missing. I found I, it was supposed to say "does not" or something. I like a "not" or "no" or something was missing. I was like, "Fuck!" It changed the context of the sentence. There was a word missing. Um, well, it's probably par- partially that dude that was like editing it too. He was like, "Nah, now let me take this out." <laughs> could have been <laughs> who knows hey, you know it's funny fuck this guy I, th- th- <laughs> fuck this, this guy i'm gonna take this out this is this is an old bullshit <laughs> so like the, the 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 first day they sent me the, the 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 proof to edit like one of the first things i said was hey man i don't like it that it's this word it was demanded and it said demand hyphen and then the next page it said ed and oh. i'm like Fuck, nobody wants that. So, like, the first yeah. thing I did is, like, I'm going through in, in, like, my top line edits. And I'm like, okay, here's part of the top line edits. So I wanted, like, five images changed. 
I wanted this uh, spacing change so the word wasn't moved to the next page. And then there was like two other small things that just... Stop double spacing. Just give me a space and a half. Right, right. Something like that. So then I I put this out. I'm like, hey, it says demanded on the wrong page, blah, blah, blah. I don't like that. I said, these five images repeated in a way. I don't like that. Let's. I'll give you five new images. Get rid of these. And then um, I want... Didn't he even print one upside down? What was that dude's deal? Yeah, I think there was. Uh, um, well, no, that was my, 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 it might've been upside down too. The shooting sees upside down in the picture. So I think the picture is upside down. So, um, yeah. So I, I said that and I, I send it in. I'm like, here you go. Boop. I'm like, these are my first, you know, top line edits. And they're like, no, nah, nobody pays any attention to that. We're not going to change any of that. And after oh. that, I was like, fuck it. Then what am I doing? If, the, yeah. if, if these high line, low hanging fruits aren't going to get changed, why would I look for more? Right. Because these are what, and, and no shit, the day the box showed up and I opened up, the second page I went to had that <laughs> demanded to the next page. It was the literal second page I turned to was that page that I had a problem with. And then I was just like, fuck. So as soon as You're I like, saw fuck. I tossed the book. As soon as I thought, I tossed it. And I'm like, I'm not going to read it. Yeah. I'm not even reading this. <laughs> Fucking my own book. I'm not reading it. Yeah, fuck this. No, but I don't writing, know if it's... I'm writing a new book. I am. I'm going to write a new book. <laughs> and that'll supersede <laughs> all this information. <laughs> and it's still on paper, so fuck you. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I, honestly, it's probably... It, it's just everything I say every day in a book. Right. So... Do but I, you know, people don't. It, it, it's a, it's like a reach. You know, like what channels are you using to voice your opinion? What channels are you using to reach out to new shooters? You know, what what channels are you using to, not necessarily coerce somebody, but to kind of point them on the path? It's like, look, dude, been there, done that. This is the path to success. How do you do that? Not everybody's going to listen to this podcast. Not everybody's going to go online. They want to read. They, you know, get back. <laughs> to traditional kind of uh, learning. I'm so, so it's, it makes sense. Yeah. I'm you know, surprised. It's a logical next step. How many people want the hard copy because the digital's out. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. 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 No, but I am. I'm actually, cause I feel people ingest this stuff digitally now. And my mindset going into it was to write it, how we absorb information. So it's kind of not technical. It's got some weird shit to it. Well, they do to a degree, but think about like just precision rifle as a whole. Like there are some old codgers out there that are just like, just now getting into this and they're not technologically advanced. They're like, dude, I don't want anything to do with the internet. I don't have, you know, if they have an email address, it's fucking AOL.com, you know, and they're, you know, loading discs into the computer to even get online. So it's, you know, being, having this information available to everybody is what kind of changes things. I'm in, it just it's it's kind of blows my mind because people are like where do I get it where do I get it and I said hey I'll go you know the Kindle's available now just go to Amazon put my name in you know and it'll come right up I said then you can get the Kindle if you want and people are like no we want the hard copy and the, and the other funny thing I'm getting is how many people want me to send them signed copies like I oh yeah dude <laughs> no but I mean I ordered like a thousand dollars was seven hundred fifty I ordered like seven hundred fifty dollars worth of books for me you know because I get. 
I get like, a- I know you brought like five of them into the shop and everybody was like, sign this shit. Yeah. Or at least, you know, for us, it's, it's different because well, I see one, you guys every month. You yeah, know what I mean? We, we see you all the time, but the people that we do business with don't see you, but they, they see you, but they don't see you. Right. So they don't know you and you don't know them. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a medium. So for us to say, okay, well, this guy's going to spend $12,000. What if he had a signed copy of Frank Galley's book to go with this gun? You know, not that it costs anything to us. It costs obviously to you and we're willing to pay for that, of course. But for them to have their first experience in precision rifle that they've been following forever to get something like that, that, that means a lot to somebody. It's like when, um, when they had, what was that? The Maverick 41 kit. Yeah, yeah. And Craig Harrison wrote his book and he and with the longest kill. And he did his signed copies of it per serial number per gun. I mean, that was a that's big that's deal. That's smart. Right. That's smart. Yeah, that's a big deal, you know. So I think you should be patting yourself on the back, man. That's uh it, it it's a major accomplishment, especially now that you're just kind of sitting back and going, Okay, it's finally done. I can take a breath. And, you know, somebody goes, Hey, Frank can you send me a, you know, a signed copy? Because who's going to fucking believe that? You well, know what and I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to actually, there's going to be a bunch. I'm going to end up going on Sniper's Hide and I may do a, um like a YouTube live stream when the, when, when the hard copy, the hard copy is coming out um middle of the month. And um, so when the, when the book book part is out and people can just get it from Amazon, it'll show up. I'm going to go mm-hmm. on in that, but I'm going to, I, I ordered freaking a ton of them. They're all going to get signed, the ones that I bring in here, and I'm going to put them out there. The thing is, is I'm trying to figure out a vehicle to actually get people a signed copy without having to, you know, because there's a lot of people like you guys, you know, that I'm not charging them for the book. It's stupid. You know what I mean? There's industry right. and there's industry people and stuff like that. But it's like today some guy came on Sniper's Hide and he's like, Hey, how about everybody who said they ordered the book gets free online training? And it's like, dude, I make like a dollar twenty-five per book. No, I'm not making. <laughs> like, here's what I've learned about people: just to, just in general, is as long as they know you're not making a dollar off of them, you know, that yeah. you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I'm making like a buck and a quarter a book, and everybody's like, "Give me a free one, send me a free one." I'm like. Yeah, I will, and I don't mind it, but at the same time, it's not like I make a ton of money on these books. Well, it's an election year, man. Everybody's promising free shit. They want Ooh, free books from I didn't Frank think Galley. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But no, I'll, I'll do it. And, and if you go to classes and people who, who come see me, absolutely sign a book. I'll sign everything. But just getting – it's just funny. I just think it's funny the amount of people who want the free ones. <laughs> Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do you a solid, man. I'm going to be your, uh, your road manager, and then we'll just go from state to state well, in a camper. And then you, we'll just set up in front of every gun shop and then we'll just have them bring their books in. And, you know, I'll do like the security portion, manager portion and everything. Well, I like need that. to and figure then, out a way. All you got to do is just sign. It's like Comic-Con, but for Frank Alley. Yes, but I need to figure out a way of like just getting like my, my like a case of books, signing them all and giving them to like you guys and then just letting you charge people like shipping and send yeah. it out or something, you know, something where, where it's like $5 for a signed copy and shipping or something or do it, you know, cause it's, I, I think I, and honestly, I don't know the numbers that much, but I think Amazon's selling the book book for like $18 and then steal. Right. And then the Kindle is like 12 or something. Um, 
but it's 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 like okay, so you know maybe a signed copy, twenty five bucks with shipping, you know, and do something like that. But I need some kind of vehicle to get signed books out to people because I don't want to be a fucking shipper. I'm not a company, you know, and, right. and, and that's the thing is I just don't want to be here and I don't want to come home from a trip. You know, I'm going to teach a class and I don't want to come home and then have to ship books out all day. So yeah, that's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather like gun digest it send me like friggin' two cases in at a time and I should sign them and send them back to gun digest and let them put signed versions let in, them, yeah. in, <laughs> let their them deal with it in their store. Yeah, yeah. Cause they got a bookstore. You can go to gun digest's bookstore or you can go to Amazon and you know, all that. And then I got the people, but you know, you're going to lose that battle because it's not personable enough. Right. Right. Well, but the other question I get too now is everybody <laughs> wants my book in a foreign language. Oh shit. They're all like, where's my Spanish copy? And where's my French copy? And I'm like, dude, it's in Spain. Like, Fuck dude. It just came out. I don't know. <laughs> you know, they're like, well, although I, I should read like a chapter on the podcast for like every, every, you know, do like a page or something and do like a Frank, um, director's Frank's commentary. Corner. Yeah. Director's yeah. commentary, you know? So what I was thinking about when I was writing this while I was mm -hmm. sitting on the shitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Is X, Y, Z. I'd be like, oh shit, how did that get in there? That's wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unquoted. Unquote. <laughs> I want everybody to get your black Sharpies out and we're going to start redacting things. Oh, I'm doing so, crayons, dude. I'm doing Amendment one to the Frank Galley book. I ordered crayons. <laughs> yeah? Uh, yes. So I, you can color? Um, no, I'm going to sign the books in crayon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. There you go. Now, see, now you're thinking. Yes. Now you're thinking. I'm signing the books in crayon, man. I ordered two boxes of crayons from Amazon uh, the other day, and I'm going to sign the books in crayon. And Marine, you're such a good sport. I am. I dig it, man. I'm all good with it. So what else you got? What do you guys got going on this week? Oh, shit. I don't know. You know what I've been doing? I've been playing with other guns other than precision rifles. Man, I feel like. I think you're Ruger. You got that goofy little Ruger in. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's a PC charger. It's nine millimeter. I've been looking for like some kind of like sub gun, you know, and I'm not trying to drop thirty five hundred dollars on an HK um, something. Yeah, yeah, S SP89, you know, like, SP89. Yeah, SP10 or whatever the fuck they are. SP5. I, I can't even remember. Mm -hmm. But um, no, I got this uh, Ruger PC charger. <laughs> it's a takedown version. It's it doesn't give you. Um, Enough Picatinny rail to put backup sights on it, but I don't care. I put a Leupold um, um, Delta right. point on there and got 30-round Glock mags, put a suppressor on the front, put a uh, SIG brace on the back. Dude, this thing is badass, man. <laughs> we shot it. So Adam and I uh, stayed after, I think after, um, what day did I see you? Thursday? Friday? Wednesday or Thursday. <laughs> Wednesday or Thursday. So I stayed late on Friday got it all sighted in and everything dude this thing is on time man i'm not even lying this thing is badass nice it was worth what six seven hundred bucks whatever the whatever the tag price is for it is worth every penny it's such a good time freaking ruger I, 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 it's 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 your mind i didn't think that was gonna happen i was like i'm not trying to have rugers in my collection I mean, but as soon as i saw this i was like me and uh, paul and i were like yeah dude that's the shit we're fucking we're gonna run some vehicle ops it, it's it, gonna be badass. It's a minor. It's a modern Tech Nine. Yeah, and you know how I feel about Tech Nine. So. Yes, you're you're a Tech Nine. We need to come up with like a thing, and in, in, in that needs to be like that pose you did. But we need to like do a 
a pose with a real camera out on the range or something and, and like maybe get a Ipsic that's all shot up and get you do your gangster pose with it. And then you can have like a, um, you, almost like a, a, a headshot, but not, I, I, there's a word for it, but I can't think of it, but uh, you know what I mean? So when people say I need a picture of Mike, it'll be you posed with your Ruger tech nine <laughs> in front of a target, like a real pro photo shoot. Yeah, it's like a Gen 2 Tech 9. Yeah. It, it, dude, and I don't think a whole lot of people know the story about the the Tech 9. Maybe I maybe I said it. I, I can't remember, but I bought that gun for a dollar. You and I uh, both, or no, it was me, you, and Adam that went out uh, when we were doing range improvements, and I finally brought that Tech 9 after owning it for like three years. I had no idea if that thing shot. I didn't know anything. Was there a magazine in it? And it freaking remember we ripped like thirty rounds. Yeah, yeah. It. Shit was. <laughs> it was <laughs> rusted, right? It wasn't it originally. Yeah, rusted? it was all. Well, no, the dude was like, "Yo," because I was refinishing firearms at the time, and he was like, uh, "Hey, man, if you can get this thing to work, it's rusted shut." And I was like, "Yeah, let me take a look at it." And the safety on a Tech Nine has a pull pin. Um, it's like a charging handle slash safety. So I pulled the charging handle out and then pulled it back and checked to make sure there wasn't anything in there. And I gave him a dollar and that was all she wrote. <laughs> and it worked. And yeah, he you was like, Oh fuck, you know? And, um, then I got a parts kit. I got another tech nine from somebody else, um, for some work that I did for him. He was like, Hey man, I know you're, you know, messing with tech nines and stuff right now. And I was like, all right, yeah, cool. So he gave me a mag and like another upper and a lower and like it was missing a pin or something like that, like an $11 part. So I ended up giving that off to somebody else and they're going to make me a 3d printed lower that I can attach an arm brace and a red dot to, and it, it'll take Glock mags. So the next time you see that tech nine, it's going to be tricked the fuck out. Nice man. Yeah, you got it all. <laughs> I'm going to do like a bandana, uh, uh, paint job on it. So it looks all gangster and everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Dude, that would be funny as hell, man. Dude, do like a green. You gotta do a different color bandana though. Like, don't do a blue or red. Do like a green or some other color, and and do a bandana. But with so it's not like blood or crip, but it's gangster of its own kind. Yeah, but it's still gangster. Yeah, maybe like a gray would look pretty good, like a stone gray. Yeah, or something. stone gray bandana. Yeah, or maybe yeah, dude. Or or do a, a gray paint job on it, but then do like a black bandana. You know who does the coolest? Like, I'm into video games and stuff. Everybody knows that. That's not news. But the guy who does the coolest um, Cerakoting blown. is Blown Deadline. Blown. His guy, his stuff rocks. Oh, my God, dude. I want to get a Torg gun done by him. I'm, like, into, like, Borderlands and stuff like that, like, mm -hmm. alien guns, you know, and he's got, like, checker, you know, checker patterns and stuff like that. He's been putting out some serious shit. Dude, lately. he's a guilty pleasure of mine. I, I, oh I, my lurk, God. I lurk on his site and watch his shit all the time. I love that guy's paint jobs. He does the best. Yeah. I think out of anybody attention to detail like color schemes um yeah like patterns and everything like that like if he it, sees it in his head if he doesn't like it when it's on the gun he redoes it if anybody knows the blown deadline guy i'm i'm like a super fan and i want to suck up to him and um yeah, yeah. Good, put us in put in a good word put for in us. a good word for for the everyday <laughs> sniper and snipers hide yeah. we love that we're super yeah. fans because i definitely want to send him a tech nine and have him trick it out like borderlands there, there's like there, a, there's people it, it, it's you know untouchable people out there who are kind of like you know at the top of their game and I, and i'm a fan first you know what i mean and so right. like i i kind of gush over certain things like a blown deadline would be a gush thing because the dude's an artist oh my god dude the guy he's 
and from what I understand, like this, he's got a great backstory, you know, and like everything that he puts out is top notch. I haven't seen anything where it was just like, you know, where you see those shitty tattoos, like people get shitty tattoos, like words are all spelled wrong and shit. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> dude, dude, this guy has got it on lockdown. Yeah. So blown deadline. Put in a good word for us. Yep. Yep. Super fan. Um, and then uh, I know you probably haven't listened yet. I'm, we're just gonna keep talking for a little while. We got like a let's do like a half hour more, and then we'll be done. Um, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, did you? Because I got another gun I've been messing with too. Oh, I, I was just gonna change direction really quick. Um, to, instead of us yeah. kind of like we're we're sitting here like being total. Yeah. Oh, look at we got. You don't have it. <laughs> but um, right. <laughs> but I was gonna talk about the, uh, the podcast with Litz and Amel. We did the first episode of that uh, No BSBC podcast, and so we're going to have Brian and those guys. And guys are asking good questions, man. Like, there's some questions on Sniper's Hide and through the um, – on Facebook with them. People were asking some good shit, so the burger thing is going to be pretty cool. So, Well, as they should. I mean, like, we've – you know, we've talked about it not in great length or anything like that. And like, like you said, I really haven't listened to that one. I haven't had an opportunity – to myself in a while, but, um, there is always questions about that stuff. Yeah. Huge questions. And, 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 you know, it's funny because there's differing points of view on it. Like Brian and I kind of somebody, uh, one of your buddies there, who's, who, who's a bigger Mike fan. <laughs> oh, speaking of, that's I gotta, nice. <laughs> yeah. But, um, was like texting me on the background going, when you and Brian were talking about this, I think you were right. And, and it's like, nah, I ain't getting into that. You know, I, it's just difference of opinion, and, right. and 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 it's like, yeah, I get it. He's 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 you know that's their process, and they have to do their process, and we have a, we don't have to follow a process because we didn't write it. You know what I mean? Right. And that's the only difference is, but it, it, I I just think it's a good kind of deal. But oh, so <laughs> on Sniper's Hide, if you go into my book landed um section, I forgot to bring this up. <laughs> When a dude's came like two guys came on and then it became a running joke because the guy said, hey, good job, Mike. So oh. somebody confused me with you. Nice. And then it became a joke <laughs> where people started being like, you know, calling me Mike on purpose because I came back and I went, who's Mike? But I got <laughs> that's I, what you get. Yeah, I got a good job, Mike. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I thought you. So maybe like, when someone sees me, they'll, they'll say, "Hey, good job, Frank." Yeah, I'll be yeah, like, right. hey, What are you talking about? Yeah. So there's a whole like I think there's almost like a page and a half of running jokes of calling me Mike. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you see it, <laughs> I'll go. I'll go like each and every one of those comments. Exactly. <laughs> so what other gun did you get? Um, I got a uh, MMP Pro. Let me see here. What handgun? The core model. Yeah. You I'm know, into I'm into handguns, man. I got a nine pro series. I and just it's a said core. to Joe, and you know what? Joe don't know how to have a conversation. I just said to Joe, I said, Joe, where did the whole conversation with the MMPs and all those come from? Because you know, for a while, those were big into the conversation, mm -hmm. and then they sort of disappeared again when Glock came around with some new stuff, and then did their 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 chain. You know the um. What are the what are the fancy ones with like the seventeen with the nineteen handle and all that? Oh, uh, the forty five. Yeah, and then all that stuff. But then Sig comes out with the M eighteens, and and all that, which is totally cool. I definitely want to get one of those. I, I think I that. shoot a I shoot a P three twenty, 
uh, rather well. I, so I'm uh, I'm actually in the market for one of those. I I, I bought it um M18, but I bought it from uh, Dave and not Mike. Oh, that's right. Dave got it for me. But yeah, so I have an M18 sitting right here on the floor next to me. Um, but yeah, so the conversation <laughs> sort of disappeared from all these other pistols that were getting really popular at the time. Um, yep. And then I asked Joe when I was in there this week. I said, hey, where all the conversation go with this? He's like, nah, nobody gets it. And then here you are buying one. Yeah, and you know who I got it from? Joe. <laughs> You're fucking right I did. Because he stands oh, He sits over that part of the counter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's his No, chair. I got his. He had one. Oh, no, you got his. Dude, I traded him for it. Well, maybe he just. I'm not going to tell you what I traded him for it. No, I don't care. But he just was not into it then, I guess, and like, want, he wants to be the talked about guy. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I think that's kind of funny that you you bought that one of those ones I just asked about, and he was like, "Nah, nah, fuck that shit." Yeah, no, it's uh, no, it's it's a shooting gun, man. It uh, I think I shoot it better than my Glock 34. Well, that was it. And it's a it's a long slide. It's got low sights on it. I didn't put an optic on it. But when I when I first got into polymer guns, I got into MMPs before I got into Glocks. Glock, I always thought was like the kid with the oversized tongue sitting in class, just yeah, not yeah. being able to answer any questions. You know, I was just like, yeah, no, I'm good with this. But I got into the MMP, and I thought a lot of it. Uh, well, maybe part of it too is because watching those uh, like those Magpul pistol videos and stuff. Yep. And I was like, man, they're shooting the fuck out of those guns. I need to get one of those. Well, I ended up getting one, and I shoot it really well. So um, I moved on to Glock. Glock has a totally different trigger system. I mean, it's like it doesn't feel the same at all whatsoever. The ergonomics of it, the way the grip is, like none of it feels the same. I can pick up any MMP and shoot it just like it's my own. So when I got this one, I was like, man, I'm going to take this out. We're going to do some shooting with it. I'm going to see how it shoots. It's kind of slowly climbing into that position where I'm like, I have a Glock 34 for competition. I'm probably going to use this MMP. Yeah, because they were super popular. Like when when there was a time where PRS and competition and all that stuff had handgun component. You know, every match had handgun. Hold on, I'm putting I'm putting in a beer order. Hold on. Oh, nice. What? He wants a Sidri. He wants a Stella apple cider. Frank says he wants a Smirnoff ice with some grenadine yes. to make it red so yes. it looks good. Marine Corps red. Truly, man. I want a truly. <laughs> and some truly. <laughs> She's headed to the store. Anyways, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Like, those are the last, I think those are the last two guns that I picked up. That the, And both of them, of course, 9 millimeter. I've had a lot of fun just with uh, smaller guns. And maybe, you know, we had talked about it after our last COVID podcast or social distancing podcast name that uh, after we got off, uh, off the phone, not off the phone, but off the podcast, we talked about talking about pistols and carbines as well. And maybe that's something that, um, yeah, we need to know, do a full in, episode in on it because like, I'm all about shooting some pistol, man. I really enjoy shooting pistol. Yeah, we'll do that because I, I got, like I said, I got this um, M18 here. I just tuned up and was playing around with some of my Glocks and, and that. And so, yeah, I think maybe we need to do a, um, you know what we ought to do? We ought to get like friggin' a nice, because I have a bunch of ARs too. Um, good shit. Uh, we ought to put together like a fucking order and send all our shit to Blown Deadline together. Oh yeah, dude. We See? ought to. Do, oh, dude, and we no, ought to do oh, like a yeah. fucking like a uh, like you know. We'll do 
whatever video game. I'm good with video game. We ought to do a video game Torque. one, and we ought to do mm -hmm. a thing and do a blown deadline, and then we'll talk about ARs and carbine, and we can do some. He's doing a lot of Mandalorian shit right now. I too. love Mandalorian, man. I oh, watched that dude. fucker a bunch of times. Oh, it looks so good. Yeah, <laughs> it looks so good. I'm 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 using I'm using my daughter's account because she's a Disney freak and she has season passes and all that shit. So, oh yeah. So I'm watching I'm watching Disney Channel on her account, dude. They were so out of their minds. I was at Disney the night that uh the Disney Plus went active went online. Mm -hmm. They were watching that shit in line. In line, I bet. At Disney, they had it downloaded on their phones yes. and everything. They were ready. We were we were we were literally <laughs> in line at the haunted mansion because we waited till it chills out like later at night. It was like midnight. We were at the Haunted Mansion. We were in line. It went live. And her and all her friends were watching it in line. Like, you guys got to... Disney's a fucking cult, man. It's It, it's, it, it really is, it, man. It, and you know what? You know what's crazy is I have the, the Disney Plus app, and I have it on all the TVs on my phone, and computer, tablet, and all that stuff. Do you know what I watch the most? Clone Wars. <laughs> that one sucks so bad. I love Star Wars, but they really fucked that up with the Clone Wars. No, I watch the uh, the Simpsons all oh, the time. Oh, do you? Nice, yep. nice. Because it's uninterrupted, man. It's like what thirty two seasons or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's no commercials, and I just turn it on for background noise. When I'm not watching The Office, I'm watching The Simpsons. Oh, I, I have to tell them that that. Oh, I didn't know that it was no. I didn't watch any Simpsons on there. I didn't know it was oh, no commercials dude. and start from the beginning. It is freaking hilarious. Well, like you, when I was watching it, I was like, man, I, dude, that's, it's that's, it's hard to justify parents letting their kids watch that show now versus you know back in the 80s and 90s dude season one like you watch season ones of the simpsons there is so much like stuff you couldn't oh get away God. with today my favorite oh, is, is is the dude, um, they pull guns on people all the time yes. <laughs> all the time I'm like, oh my god. Well, my my favorite, and I still have it burned into my brain, was the St. Patrick's Day episodes with the parades, and they said, oh and, yeah, and in Kent Brockman, the, the the guy's talking about the parade, and he goes, it's St. Patrick's Day when everybody gets to be a little Irish, except for the Italians and gays, you know. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? Because remember, they they wouldn't let like you know. LGBT people march in yeah, St. No, Patrick's like, Day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like today, if you said that, people's freaking steam would come out of their oh, ears. Oh, dude, they would, they'd put them up on a pike and everything. Yeah. yeah. And the mob but, guys cracked me up in the show. Um, oh, the mob guys. I think my favorite character of all time is still Mo Sislak, the bartender. Yeah, yeah. Uh, matter of fact, I was getting texts this week about guys getting let out of jail, and and it was funny because one of the articles, one of the um, mob guys, uh, and, and I won't get into, it, but it, it, his his nickname is Rooster, and the article is the Rooster flew the coop because they let him out of jail because of coronavirus. Yeah, and it's, but it's somebody that I know, you know, through the circles and stuff. But it was funny as hell because I get a text. He's like, "Look at this article," and it's like, "Ah, what are they out of their minds?" Well, yeah, it's, it's funny as shit. Well, maybe he just made him an offer he couldn't refuse. He totally made him an offer. Do you want to go home? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the offer. There yeah. you go. I can't refuse that. Yeah. You're supposed to be in jail for another nine months. Do you want to go home? Yes. Yeah, I do. Actually, that would be great. <laughs> you should still have my things. <laughs> right? I'll, I'll, grab, I'll pick those up on the way out. Oh, yeah. 
my suits over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shine my shoes before I leave. I want to look good. Yeah. Get the dust off them. But now anyway, so yeah, that was cool. Um, but no, I did. I'm doing, you know what? It's, it's, this is allowing me to catch up on so much, but I still feel like I haven't moved forward at all. Like I'm, what do you mean? I, I, I've caught up adjusting things and rearranging things and stuff, but I, I still feel because I'm, I'm like here on the computer. Like and, on your guns and stuff? Yeah, but I haven't gone anywhere and shot and done videos, and, but I've got everything ready to go. But I, like to me, I feel I don't have a video to show for it, so I feel bad. Well, don't feel too bad. I mean, what, 90% of a good paint job is prep, right? Yeah, I guess so. So, I mean, and taking that, you know, you got all your stuff ready. You got all your batteries topped off. You got all your guns built. You got your plan in place. So when you do go out, you actually make worth of your time. Totally. No, that's the thing. Because that's, that's nothing but time for you. And I honestly, sometimes I sit at the shop and I'm like, man, I wish I was at the range today. And then I think about... Like when Adam goes to the range and he test fires like 16 guns and then he takes the barrels off and then he puts them back on and then he test fires them again. And then he takes the barrels off and he puts them back on. He puts the pressers on them and then he test fires it again. And then like, dude, I'm like, fuck, I'm not trying to do all that. I want to go out and have a good time. Right. I'm not trying to work, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I want to work on myself. I don't want to work on everybody else's stuff. So, I mean, that's, that, that's a tough thing. And now in your situation where, you know, this is what you do for a living. It is work and it's hard to enjoy things at work when you have to bring them home with you. Yeah. I mean, cause it's, it's, it's a lot. First off and I'm terrible. It's like, well, I gotta, I gotta think about a lesson. So maybe I got a, a video or something. I dare pops in my head and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do what that. haven't you said at this point? Right. That's the thing that bothers me is cause I repeat myself so often and I hate it. It drives me nuts, but then I know I have to cause it's just the way the internet and the world works. So, yeah. but I go out there and I'm like, I'm driving out there though. You know, it's a one hour drive out there and I'm, I'm, I'm on the, in the car going, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I do this. Well, then you go out and you, and you got to paint. That's the a pretty t- modest number as far as the drive is concerned. What are you doing? Like 90? Oh, I do 80 and uh, well, it's, it, it's an 88. Hour. Yeah. It's an, it's an hour to the exit. <laughs> Just not enough to get pulled over. No, it's, it's, it's one hour to the exit for me door to door, but then it's 15 minutes to the range. So it's technically an hour and 15, but to, to get off the exit, I'm one hour door to door. Right. Um, so I'm thinking about all that. Well, then I get out there. I got to prep and paint the targets and do all that stuff. Then I got to put a GoPro and things on that. Well, I'm setting and turning the GoPro on, so I have to keep an eye on the batteries because, like, you know, I, I can either – I can run out there and I can put the GoPro out. I can come back and I can get everything ready on the line. Then I can run back out and turn the GoPro on, then come run back to the line and start shooting and filming and then run out, turn the GoPro off, then come back and reset for the next thing I'm going to film – and it just, it's so much back and forth, up and down, and what sounds right, and is the light, did it, and it may be a case where I set everything up, I go put the GoPro up, I set it all out, and then I come back, I get everything ready, and I go, okay, I'm going to do this. Well, the winds and everything can change, so I'll have in my head, you know, I'm looking at everything beforehand, and maybe I shoot before I set everything up. I might shoot a, one mag to get the wind, and I'm like, all right, the wind's doing this right now. I'm good. And then I run out. I set everything up. I go do it. Well, then I come back. It's all different. It it changes. And then I do the first shot, 
and I miss. And I'll be like, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, and it's like, fuck. <laughs> now, and, and, and here's but the, it's still a freshly painted target, so yes. there's no, no harm, no foul. Right, but the thing is, doesn't hurt the video at the target, but it hurts the video at me. Right. I, I got to reset and redo everything. And, and I got to start over. got to get off the gun. got to walk around. Yep, I'm a one take yeah. kind of guy. If I don't do it in one or two takes, I, it, it's a bad idea. I'm, I'm and what'll happen is it, it's so not is that like a superstitious kind of thing. No. Cause what happens is I lose the narrative. I'll start talking and it'll get, and I don't get better. Like the more I talk about the subject, I don't necessarily get better on film. Right. I if I do Well, there's it, a lot of pressure now. Yes. Well, if I do You're like, it, "Fuck, dude, I got to go home and edit all this shit too." Right. So, if I nail yeah. it on the first take, like if I say if if I shoot and everything goes the way I want it to on on target and I've said what I'm going to say on the first take, it's perfect. I I'm in, usually in a good zone. But then yeah. I start thinking well, what did I say before? How did I say it? Can I say it the same way again? Oh, I hate that. And then I do this and then I do that. And so then it'll mess the whole thing up and I'll throw that footage away and won't ever use it because I've trashed it. And what'll happen is I'll have to come back a day later or something and do it all over again. Because if I start going down the rabbit hole where I fumbled my words, it's toast. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Well, then because then you got to deal with all the trolls too. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you, if you don't edit it perfectly the way you want it done the first time around, it ain't gonna get done. And I I will every now and then flub a word and mess a line up, and not catch it till I get home and I'm editing it, and I'll leave it knowing I'll probably get beat up by trolls over it because the rest of the conversation was good. So maybe I right. said something wrong or I made a bad word or I didn't, I missed a word. Cause like in my head, I'm thinking quicker than I'm speaking. Well, you're on autopilot. Yes. And when you're, when you're on autopilot, you're just like, I know the things to do. I'm just going to do them. And then I got to put words to this and I got to dumb it down to, you know, the lowest common denominator for people to understand this. And you may just not have the right words at the time. Right. Yeah, so it's it's it, it's it's not it's like not every time you go to the range is a party. Sometimes it's work. Sometimes <laughs> no, it's annoying. It's just straight work. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. time I go to the range, it is fucking work. Yeah. Dude. Well, lately, unbelievable. I mean, I'll go in. In honestly, there like this last trip that I just went, the video wasn't coming out right. It, I was playing with some different stuff, um, using the GoPros in a different way, and I didn't like how it kind of came out. I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't put the videos out. So I, I, I ended up spending a day the other day at the range and the videos never aren't going to get released because I, I don't think they're up to my standard to go out there. Yeah. You know, Well, I mean, you, you've, and, and that's it. You've created a standard. Yeah. And you know, and it may not be a standard for everyone else, but it's a standard for yourself. And I think that's kind of, that can be translated into a lot of different things, one in life, but in two, um, you know, the way that you do your job, you have a standard to set. And, you know, if you don't meet that standard, then, you know, how, how do you stay on top is another question. Right. Like, how do I, how do I keep bringing good content? How do I keep bringing good things to the table that people are actually going to discuss? Cause it's not, it's not a one way conversation. A lot of times it's an argument. It's okay. Well, whose method is better? 
And if you don't come up with something for them to grab onto and say, okay, well, I like this, but I didn't like this. You're not giving them an opportunity to find their own way. Right. I mean, I just did a giant, giant article on Sniper's Hide on mill versus MOA versus inches per hundred yard because I got so somebody necroed a post on mills versus MOA. They, they were repeating the same old, old wives tales. And I was like, fuck this. I'm tired of it. So I wrote a six page article, actually seven when it's done now, a seven page article on mills versus MOA. And I did it in a way that I was hoping people would make their own decisions and dispel some of this stuff because it's just so, it's like, oh my God, I'm so tired of reading that same line of bullshit. That is wrong. That sucks. And it gets repeated every time this conversation comes up. So I'm writing, you know, in between all this, all these things to put out there so people can at least be like, hey man, Here's a reference where if, if you see, hey, what do I buy? Mill versus MOA. Just, just tag them the article. Here you go, dude. Just read this. And right in the beginning, I say, you know, make the choice based on your mission. Make the choice based on you. And a guy asked me the other day, uh, yesterday. He's like, hey, man, you know, I'm looking at this and looking at that. Which one do I buy? And it was something I just put on Facebook the other day. I'm like, dude, be your own man. Don't let me pick your favorite color. Look at what the pros and cons for each are and decide where that fits in for you. Don't right. don't go off of what Frank says. You know, if you guys got guys running around and, and there's some of this kind of with the Army's reticle and everything, there was a bunch of LE guys dreading the day that Army reticle is going to show up on an LE rifle. Right. And they're like, uh, and it's like, yeah, man, don't just because the military wants that doesn't mean it's the right tool for the law enforcement guy. Be your no, own person. They, well, that they have two different jobs. They have two different missions and they're, I mean, it, it's, it's always been, there's been some kind of separation. To be honest with you, there needs to be a separation. Yeah. The police are not the military. Right. They should not act like them. And a lot of times I, I feel like they shouldn't have some of the same equipment. But it is what it is in this time that we're in, you know, that I'm not the guy who makes those decisions. And you know, I'm fine with them having the tool, just make the tool work for your job. Yeah. For your purpose. Right. Right. So, I mean, like, and a lot of times I have to explain to people like being in the military versus being in law enforcement, like in the military, when you make a cordon, your cordon faces out when you're, you know, police, your cordon faces in. Does that make sense? I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's basically okay. you're, you're surrounding the thing versus keeping people. Away. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. right. You're, and, you're focusing on the center point with that thing where the military's focusing out from a safe space. Exactly. They're yeah, trying to create a, a, a safe place for them the, the, because everybody, wherever they're at in some hostile country, you know, someone's trying to cap them. Right. Mike's and, basically saying, take a circle, put a pinpoint in the middle the LE is looking at who's that. looking in and who's looking, looking out. out. Right. Where yeah. in, if you take a circle in the military, that's our base. And when we're fighting out. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's two different, it's two different jobs. It's two different purposes and it's two different tasks. Yeah. So no, so, and I'm fine with all, like I said, I'm, but the thing is, it's just like, you keep reading these people saying the same bad stuff over and over again. And I got tired of it, and I ended up writing a damn seven-page article just to friggin' blunt some of it. And I know it's not going to blunt all of it, but I want to blunt some of it. 
Yeah. And there's people out there that need to feel the ass pain for themselves. They got to go, okay, well, I'm going to buy a, an MOA scope. I'm going to buy an iffy scope. I'm going to buy a, a Milrad scope and see which one works the best. They're all going to do the same job. It just depends on what that job is. Like as far as shooting, they're all going to, you're, you're going to be able to get them on target. How much time and trouble are you going to put into it to get it on target? Yeah. But so, it, I don't know. It, it's all out there, man. But no, this is, I think in a way, I mean, I think the Corona does us a little different. Um, just being in the industry we're at. You know, you guys are still operating. I'm still working and doing my thing and all that. But I think this kind of... We're fortunate. Yeah, man. we I are. Mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. Any of that stuff, I mean, we could easily uh, be told to, to shut down. Right. And But we're not. So lucky us, I guess. I don't know. And But it's allowing us to kind of get a lot of really good information out there to people and look at how we're doing things and how can we adjust to make it... How can we make it... Uh, you know, more palatable for the guy listening out there. How do, how yeah. it, do I phrase it this way and I get X amount of people to understand it or I phrase it this way and get a few more people to understand it. That doesn't happen overnight. You know, no. that's, that's like, all right. No, that takes analytics. Yeah, man, that's presenting it to hundreds of people and then going, oh, wait a minute. 80% of the people got it. How can I get that to 85%? Well, if I say this instead of that, like, here's a good thing, a good example of that. In that article, a guy had turned me on to, you know how I talk in classes about mills, uh, a tenth of a mill being a penny, 10 pennies to a dime, a dime is a, is a mill, right? So you got uh, 10 clicks on your scope. So that's one cent to 10 cent. Your, your dime is a mill. Well, they're like, dude, do it with dimes and dollars, because then if you got a tenth of a click, you use a dime, 10 of those is a dollar. But with the 05 scopes, it's a nickel. So a dollar right. works with the, 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 the 0.05 scopes as well as the 0.1 scopes. But if you do mills to a dollar, you can say, hey, that's, you know, I need 6.3 to hit 800. Okay, go to $6.00. So your whole mill, $6, that's the six, and now add in 30 cents. One, two, three, three clicks. Yeah. You know, so there's all these different ways instead of going, okay, you need 63 cents, go to 60 cents, and then add in point three. you know, you could do it all these different ways. And, and that, again, it's just interacting with people. It's going back and forth. It's, it's having these conversations and then hearing ourselves talk out loud, like you said, you know, oh, we hear it out loud. And then we go, oh, wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, and it sounds different. Rah. That didn't sound right in my head. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, here's a like bl blanket across the board is no matter who you ask, depending on, well, no matter who you ask in shooting, practice makes perfect only if you practice perfectly. Right. If you have all of the tools that you need to succeed, you're going to get a hit. But that's on you, the shooter. It's not always the equipment. The equipment is, you know, what you invest into and you're like, I want to buy, you know, X, Y, Z amount of hits. I want to buy 80% of my hits. Then, of course, you go out and you spend tens and thousands of dollars. And then you got guys that are like, dude, I'm not trying to do all that. I'm trying to, you know, go out and have a good time. But you have to practice with that equipment. All these numbers don't mean shit. Unless you know how to use your equipment, unless you know what your equipment that you have and how to sidestep a few landmines when it when the time comes. 
Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I see people get wrapped up around all these numbers and everything like that. And I'm not picking on engineers, but a lot of time it's engineers. Yeah. And it's like, like, dude, just go out and shoot. Let's go out and shoot. Let's go out and see what it actually does. And then you can, you know, uh, you know, take it from there and see what you need to change. Like guys, guys who buy Jeeps. Um, I know you guys don't need another example, but I'm gonna give you one anyways. So guys who buy Jeeps, they buy the top of the line Jeep, like a Rubicon or something like that, or whatever cool Jeep that they have nowadays. Gladiator. Yeah. Okay. So they, they buy a gladiator and they say, well, I don't like the axles on it. I'm just going to get these swapped out. Well, they should have come from the factory with the best axles that you can get. So why don't, instead of going and swapping out everything after you buy the, the stuff, why don't you take it on the trail and break it and then find out what you need to replace? Yeah, that's a good way of doing it too. But then you get stuck. <laughs> yeah, you can get stuck, but you know, all those Jeep guys, they all hang out and they're all sucking the Kool-Aid out of each other's dicks and stuff. So Nice. What flavor? Uh, cherry, probably. <laughs> I have grape Kool-Aid here. <laughs> I do. Sugar, yes, purple, I, water. Uh, I have the, con- <laughs> the you know, three you, main ingredients. You, you know those tang concentrates I drink? Yes, I have. I do. The I, one that you have special caps for on your water bottles. Yes. So that you know it's tang. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing Sprank does. <laughs> so um, I, have, I have those same thing, but Kool-Aid flavor. Yeah. So I have purple Kool-Aid too. Yeah, purple Kool-Aid's the shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Great, that great goes, drink. The pur- purple Kool-Aid goes in the black cap, not the red or the orange one. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't blame you. You, got, you can't mix it up between you know Tang and Tang and Kool-Aid. No, you can't do that. And Arnie Palmer's like that. That's a sin. Don't mess those up. No, no, I love Arnie Palmer's. Matter of fact, I have one down there. I may do. All right, hey, dude, we're on that time. We ought to wrap it up. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna. I got more Brian Litz and Emil coming. They're they're doing that series. So every couple days, we'll be dropping one of those podcasts. Um, go look at their articles and shit because it's talking some stuff. And if you have questions, go to Sniper's Hide or go on the Podbean app and ask us because I'm able to ask Brian and Amol the questions if you have them. Um, so we'll put that out there. Uh, we're going to just keep doing our thing. Classes are being moved around and, and doing all that. Um, so (laughs) I haven't canceled any other classes yet. So just the two that we need to reschedule in the front of the year. Um, we'll get the, you and I will get together offline and, and figure out what your schedule looks like. And then, uh, we'll get those classes. We only had like one or two people drop out. So the good thing is that people are wanting to take the classes. That's great. We want to see you. We want to go out there. We want to shoot. We want to try out the new stuff on our range. Like I'm super excited about this year as far as shooting is concerned. If we can get those classes lined out and everybody can get their flights or if they're driving or, you know, whatever hotel reservations that they need, let's get that taken care of. You and I need to uh, kind of step away from everybody and figure out our schedule and what we need to do to get these guys out there. Um, I'm in good shape right now. Classes, so I can classes do that. are looking good for the rest of the year so far. Yep. Yeah. Same so with I haven't me. canceled any other ones. Awesome, man. Well, this was good. We did a little extra long show for everybody because they're all kind of jacked up. These the, the, these stay-at-home orders are going to be coming and, and chilling out a little bit, so you should be able to get out and everything. So get out there. Yeah, and get out, drive around, practice, throw uh, throw Podbean on your on your uh, CD player or whatever you got, DV, uh, your DVD, your freaking, uh, what is it, Bluetooth. That's, what, Bluetooth. that's the word I was looking for. Bluetooth. Throw it on your Bluetooth and cruise around and soak in some sun. The days are looking good. 
Um, you guys be careful, be safe and uh, do what you think is right. Do what is right for you. Do what is right for your family and take care of yourself. Take care of your buddy and don't give anybody shit. Totally. All right, ma'am, we're going to exit out. I'm going to do the out music and then we'll talk to you soon. Later, guys. And the dog. Woohoo! Wilson comes up. <laughs> He's all excited. He's excited. He's like, yeah, I get to go outside. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? We want to go outside? You love it? <laughs> all right, ma'am. I will talk to you later. We can hang up. We're good. All right, brother. All right, later. <laughs>